All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of Car Thoughts with David. I have another uh, fantastic guest here on the line, uh, which is Alvaro Barrios. He is uh, the owner of AB Digital Marketing, um, and he's coming on the show today to talk about how he turned his side hustle into a full-time job. So if you'd like to go and introduce yourself, and we'll get started, man. Sure. Thanks so much, David. I'm really excited to uh, be here. So thank you for having me. So yeah, um, so my name is Alvaro uh, and I do run my own digital marketing business um, and I specialize in helping coaches, thought leaders and course creators monetize their knowledge and expertise um, by expanding their reach and increasing their impact. So, um, you know, people come to me basically when they're looking to not only increase the volume of leads that they're trying to get, generate in their business, but also the quality of their leads that they're getting in the first place that way um, they can grow the revenue and you know reach more people so that's uh, what I do now and I absolutely love it that is that is really cool and I like the name of your company and I'm going to tell you this because uh, when I when I was actually doing some research I looked at, at it at first they didn't click that that was your initials <laughs> so oh, I, was okay. like, <laughs> I was like a B digital marketing I said that's really clever it's like a to B you know it's like really simple straight to the point type of marketing I like it and then I looked down and I'm like wait a second that's his initials <laughs> so I don't well, know it's, it's funny though um, and, and actually from a marketing standpoint it, it still works very well because um, so in marketing there is this concept known as a B testing which is where you know you're testing you know, the efficacy of kind of one uh, format of, you know, so let's say an ad or a landing page or something like that versus another. So you have your A1 and you have your B1 and you test them to both of them together. And know you kind of split the traffic 50-50 and, and you let the best, um, you know, one win. Uh, and so even though that's not purposeful like that, it actually works out really well since A-B testing is very uh, prominent within the marketing world. <laughs> oh, very cool. Very cool. So yeah. So that was, like I said, that was the first thing that came to mind. I was like, wow, yeah, that's kind of neat how that works out. And I was like, oh, yes, that's of course. <laughs> so, so how did you like get into the uh, digital marketing field? Uh, what, what really drove you to that? Was it school or a friend or, or just uh, something you were just trying to do to raise extra money? You know, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a really great question. So my path, um, to marketing was not linear by any way, shape or form. So after I graduated college, I first went into uh, real estate. Then after real estate, I worked in the entertainment industry uh, out here in Los Angeles. Um, and then after that, I started working for a tech company. And then finally, after that, I landed in marketing. So I did, I did bounce around a lot before I actually landed of marketing and the funny thing is like you know if you had told me nine years ago when i graduated college that you know i would eventually be working in marketing i would have said like no way because I, I just had you know at that point in time no interest but now i absolutely love it um, but the reason i kind of uh, eventually you know ended up going towards um marketing was because even though I wasn't, you know, totally satisfied with, you know, what I was doing in the real estate world and the entertainment and then ultimately tech, you know, I did start to notice some trends in terms of, okay, these might not be the ideal industries for me long term, but, you know, what have I done that I enjoy and what other industry has a lot of that so that I can apply it. And so for me, that actually came down to like two things. One, I just enjoyed, um, you know, online 
online technology, um, you know, everything that was becoming possible with the the internet. Uh, and the other one was just data, analyzing data. Believe it or not, I'm a, I love spreadsheets. I love looking at numbers and, you know, being able to figure stuff out and, um, you know, optimize stuff. Uh, and so I was applying, you know, bits and pieces of that um, at a lot of my previous positions. And so, you know, then I'm like, okay, well, where can I make, just make this the core of what I do? Um, and then, you know, eventually just marketing uh, made sense. And thankfully, you know, I got connected with someone that, um, that his company was hiring in order, in order to replace him. Uh, and he was running the marketing department there. And um, so they hired me on and it was actually kind of trial by fire because even though it was my very first marketing position uh, I immediately was someone that was managing a five million dollar annual budget <laughs> and so it, it was just like a really fast learning pace I was like okay I'm managing five million dollars you know previously I'd managed zero dollars um, but uh, you know thankfully I was able to pick things up quickly um, simply because of the previous goals I had and also I just you know I just love learning uh, on my own time uh, and you know I just really just um, you know dive into a certain sub, uh, subject when I want to. And so, uh, you know, I was able to learn a lot. Uh, and, you know, just after time, you know, after being at that position for a couple of years, um, you know, that's when I just realized, realized that uh, I wanted to go off on my own. And, and that's where I am today. And that's, that's really cool. Because, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, no pressure, right? <laughs> you know, hey, start this new job, you know, we'll start you off with a small account, you know, just $5 million, not, not a big deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it was, it was definitely scary. Like, honestly, like the first like week I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, I think I made a mistake. You know, <laughs> I was like, they hired the wrong person. Uh, but uh, like I said, I'm actually very thankful for, um, that, uh, that way of learning. Cause, um, you know, it just forced me to learn things as quickly as possible. So it was, it was a really great experience for me. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you were already geared for that anyway, having that love for learning and really digging into stuff, you know, cause I mean, uh, if you've got that, you know, you're, you're just going to dive in and be like, okay, I'm going to conquer this thing. I, I kind of, you know, I know where I need to go and how I need to get there. I just need to figure out the in-between bits. <laughs> For sure. Exactly. You just hit the, the nail on the head there. I mean, marketing, especially online marketing today, I mean, there's more data than you could ever even, you know, want to look at. <laughs> um, and so, and so, yeah, so, you know, already having that previous interest and skill sets, um, you know, I was able to thankfully, you know, put the pieces together uh, relatively quickly. Very cool. Very cool. So, so, I mean, with that, um, you know, when you discovered that you wanted to do that, was it like, because I know you said, you know, when you were like nine years ago, you'd be like, nah, I'd never be a digital marketer. When you came to that <laughs> conclusion, obviously more recently, um, was it something you're still like, I'm not sure if this is something that I'm into or was, did you already pretty much have a fair idea that that's something you were actually going to like? So I had a pretty good idea that it was something I was going to like simply because, you know, like I said, I did a lot of reflection on my previous work experiences and, and what I enjoyed. Uh, and I knew that marketing was just going to be, you know, a lot of, <clears throat> the data analysis and optimization that I liked. Um, and so I'm like, okay, there's, there's a really high probability that uh, I'm going to like this. Uh, and then when I started, thankfully, I actually ended up um, loving it, you know, um, even more so than I expected because, you know, I quickly learned that, you know, while obviously marketing, there is a lot of data and data is very important. There's also just a lot of uh, psychology and, you know, the art of persuasion and influence and stuff like that. Um, and so those were fields that you, you, I, you know, I was unfamiliar with. I had not never studied them before, but I quickly became a student of it. And so, you know, and I just became fascinated 
associated with everything on how to apply psychology to your marketing. And so it ended up being this really awesome mix of, you know, the data analysis part that I was already familiar with and already liked. And then this new part for me, at least of psychology that I didn't realize until that point that I also had an interest in. Uh, and so thankfully, you know, the, you know, the start says essentially the stars aligned and, uh, you know, I was able to hit a home run in terms of, you know, finding something that I was really passionate about. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, I hear this a lot. I see it a lot online where people are like, oh, you know, I, I, I'm not happy where I'm at. I'm not happy in this job. I want to switch to a different type of career. And I think it's really key, you know, like what you said was doing a lot of really self-reflection and realizing like what you liked, what you didn't like, um, what worked for you, what didn't, so that you could kind of narrow down and say, okay, yeah, digital marketing's really kind of my skill set here. And then of course you found other things within that that you really enjoyed as well that were, you know, probably in the, uh, you know, those, the Gallup Strength Finder or Clifton Strength Finder, whatever it is, probably some of your, um, you know, your, your higher end skills that you actually prefer doing as well. Yeah, definitely. And that's a super important point because like I, like I said, the, the truth is I bounced around a lot before I landed in marketing. Um, you know, I, I was, it felt like I was, you know, every single year after 12 months, I was, you know, changing, changing jobs essentially. And, um, you know, that can be definitely frustrated and sometimes it can even be kind of like frowned upon by the outside world. Um, and it can be bad if you're kind of just doing it aimlessly and going through the motions and, you know, kind of just pursuing anything that falls in your lap. Uh, but for me, I was always curious, you know, I, I never went into any of the jobs um, that I went into, you know, just because, right? I was always like, okay, well, I think this might work. And if it doesn't, you know, we'll see. So I was always kind of very you know, intentional in terms of, okay, you know, I need to really analyze and reflect how this is going and, you know, take notes of what I like and what I don't like and stuff like that. So, you know, for anyone out there listening that, you know, maybe is in that situation and has been bouncing around, you know, as long as you have some sort of intention behind it and you know, it's going to lead to, you know, a, a bigger plan um, that will eventually land you something that, you know, you'll enjoy, then, you know, that's totally okay. You know, I don't think anyone should, you know, feel down about themselves that, you know, they've been switching jobs a lot as long as you can have that end goal in mind of okay let me always take note of the parts of these jobs that i like and that i don't like and you know hopefully with that kind of path you'll eventually land to something that you love yeah yeah i mean and, and that's something that i kind of did on my path uh, you know I, I started out in um you know a certain career and, and kind of worked and i was like okay well how do i get from here to there you know, so I kind of, you know, try to take jobs that would give me the skill set I needed to move up to the next, whatever, you know, my end goal, which right now is IT, is where I'm at. But eventually I'd like to become a full-time writer and, um, and uh, coach and, you know, help people in that as well as obviously podcasting, what I do now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I definitely... Um, that resonates with me for sure, because, you know, that was kind of where I was. I was like, okay, I want to get into IT. I want to get into that field. What jobs will get me the experience and the exposure I need to make that happen at a place where I can make enough money to support myself and have stability and things like that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So, I mean, and, um, you know, as far as other careers, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious, what other things have you done that you that you thought 
maybe like did you have any other jobs where you're like, well, I don't know if I'd like this, and then you ended up liking it. Obviously, you you've moved on, as we know the end of the story, or you know where you're at now. <laughs> uh, but but what were what were some types of jobs that you kind of uh, you know actually enjoyed that you didn't realize that you would enjoy? Maybe? That's a yeah, that's a good question. So when I was in the tech space, I did enjoy that actually to to a certain extent. Uh, I mean, obviously not not enough to stay there, but um, you know, prior to you know going into working for a tech company, it was a software company uh, out here in Los Angeles. You know, I had never worked for any type of tech company before that, and so you know, I didn't really know what to expect. But uh, you know, I did learn that you know I do find that space very interesting uh, because you know, first of all, it, it's all about you know testing and iterating, uh, and that's you know just like marketing actually you know you're, you always test and iterate um but uh, you know you're always making tweaks here and there with the software and you had there was a lot of working with other people other stakeholders in the business so there was a lot of people interaction and i think that really helped my uh you know my social skills actually because prior to that i didn't have that many you know people that i would interact with at my previous jobs um, but there you know i had to interact with people with you know five different departments essentially uh, on a weekly basis and always be in touch and so it did teach me a lot about you know teamwork and communication and testing and iterating and all that kind of stuff so you know, even though ultimately I didn't end up uh, staying in that industry, um, you know, there was a lot of it that I still enjoyed, and uh, and thankfully, you know, a lot of that still um, sort of exists in in you know the world I work in today. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, digital marketing. There seems to be like, you know, so much out there. I know a lot of people try and go at their own, you know, because they're. Uh, yeah, there's all these different things like, oh, you know, buy Facebook ads, buy Instagram ads, buy this, buy that, um, you know, because I see that myself, you know, I get a lot of advertisements for that since I've got, I've got books out and, um, you know, <laughs> and, and it like pops up. It's like they know they're like, oh, yeah, we've been waiting for you to do this. Now we can attack. <laughs> <laughs> the sharks are waiting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so, um, you know. As far as, you know, just out of my own curiosity, and I know there's other entrepreneurs that listen to this, what is, like, aside from getting to work with a, a person that has a face and, and is not some giant corporation, uh, what are some of the benefits of working with somebody who does digital marketing instead of trying to go at your own and figure it out on your on your own? Yeah, no, that's a great question, and I actually get asked this all the time, and, you know, really... Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start off with what I would say this is primary benefit. And this is true of anyone that you work with, um, that you partner up that, that you try to outsource to. Um, and that's that you get to work in your zone of genius. So, so let's take you as an example, right? And so you're, so you're a book writer. And so, you know, could you do, you know, marketing yourself and, and, you know, try to run some Facebook ads, this, that, and the other, um, sure, absolutely. And, you know, will you maybe find some success, you know, possibly. Um, but you know, is is running ads or doing marketing really your zone of genius, where you know your goals and your business are growing as much as possible? You know, my guess is you know probably not, right? For you, obviously, it'd be it'd be writing books. That's that's your that's your zone of genius, and so it's no different. Um, you know, with marketing, and when you outsource that to someone else, is that you know you get you you know get to just focus on what it is that you do best, and so this is something that we already kind of like intuitively think of with other things that we outsource. You know, for example, like bookkeeping and accounting, you know, those are like very quick things that a lot of people like, oh, yeah, let me just outsource that. Um, but it doesn't necessarily always apply to uh, marketing, but you actually get that same uh, benefit. Um, but then beyond that, from a more 
holistic standpoint in terms of, you know, from a marketing perspective, um, you know, there are a lot of benefits because, you know, as a marketer, we, you know, we're in this every single day and, you know, the platforms that are out there, you know, be it Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google, you know, whatever it is that you're operating on, they're always changing, um, you know, not just in terms of, you know, their targeting options, but what you can do as a marketer and how they interpret data and how you're supposed to read that data and also just be the the behavior of you know people on those platforms themselves and so when you're not in that uh, every single day when you're not in the trenches you know you're going to miss a lot of those nuances that can make a massive massive difference um you know in in the performance of your marketing um and so just kind of casually being in marketing um, could, you know, over the long run, just be a detriment um, because you're not just not, you're just not able to keep up with all the changes. And then beyond that, you know, as marketers, um, you know, we have to, you know, kind of what I was saying earlier, we have to have like two kind of very different separate skill sets. One is just being able to analyze data and interpret it and optimize it. And but also beyond that, you know, we are students of psychology and influence and persuasion. And, and at the end of the day, that is more, in my opinion, at least more important than the data parts. Um, and what's funny, because like I probably wouldn't have said that like three years ago, but um, you know, I do believe that now is that you know the psychology and your messaging, the influence in your positioning and stuff like that. Um, all of that is super, super important. And so again, you know, if you're if you're not if that's, if that's not something that you're studying each and every single week, um, then yeah, you, you might find some success, but you're probably leaving a lot of money on the table in terms of you know growing your business. So, you know, those are the reasons that I feel it's super, super important um, that, you know, when you can, you definitely should, you know, partner up with another uh, marketer to help you out your business. Very cool. Yeah. And that's that's something that, you know, I get I get asked a lot by people, you know, because they're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to try this. I'm just going to try that. And of course, you know, like Facebook sent me all this money to like try their ads for free and stuff. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> they, they sent me like a hundred dollars. So I was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Just, you know, go do what you do. And maybe I'll make some money. I don't know. I felt like I was playing the lottery. <laughs> so, so, so I was like, you know, hey, whatever. But uh, but yeah. And, and that's the one thing, like I said, I know a lot of people who are, are, are startups and entrepreneurs that are, are listening to the show and that just, you know, kind of, you know, sometimes you just need to hear that and, and hear that said and be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I get it. You know, the little light bulb comes on and, you know, cause, uh, you know, marketing is a very tough business. And of course, you know, everybody talks about the algorithms for like iTunes and, and uh, you know, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn and all of this, how to get reach and all of that. And it's, it, it changes on a weekly basis. I, I, I stopped even listening to all of that as far as like how to get my post more traction because I was like, you know, <laughs> they're going to change it next week. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, keep my head down and mm -hmm. working. And, uh, and, and if it works great, if it doesn't, you know, that works too. And in a couple of weeks, it'll start working again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's like, that's actually a huge point. I, I didn't even mention that was the algorithms. Cause you're right. Th those do change all the time. And, you know, you can do some, be doing a certain strategy that one day works phenomenally well. And then the very next day, it literally gets you just zero traction. Um, and so, you know, again, that kind of goes back to a saying is that, you know, as marketers, we need to stay on top of these changes and, you know, understand, you know, how the 
the algorithm changes, why it's changing the way it is, and then then how to work with it moving forward. And personally, you know, a lot of people freak out when the algorithms change. Um, so, you know, I, I do a lot of Facebook ads, and so their algorithm change, um, you know, changes very frequently. And so a lot of people freak out and they get super frustrated and stuff like that. Um, I actually enjoy the changes because of the fact that most people get frustrated <laughs> because I'm like, you know, because, you know, there, there's always room for taking advantage of the people that, you know, kind of just want to keep on doing the same thing and kind of refuse to, you know, uh, adapt to the new algorithm, uh, you know, because some people are just like, this is what I've been doing for 10 years and I'm not going to change it. And I'm like, perfect, keep doing it. I'm going to find ways to work with the new rules of the algorithm and optimize it that way. So uh, I actually I actually enjoy when those, uh, you know, mini panic attacks um, come out with everyone. <laughs> Well, I'm sure I feel like also probably for you, it's like, oh, I get to try. I've got to, I've got to learn a new attack, almost like, I like how I'm playing somebody else in a game of chess or something like that. I imagine it'd be probably fairly similar. For sure, for sure. And that's actually just even like a, a smaller benefit of this industry as a whole is that it's constantly changing. Uh, and I, I like that for one, you know, if, if it never changed, you know, if the rules are all the same, if the algorithms are always the same, um, you know, it, it probably could get boring after a while. Uh, but because it's constantly changing, um, you know, there, I, you know, we always have to figure out new ways of doing things. And so, you know, it keeps me on my toes. And I actually really like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's one thing that probably would appeal to a lot of a lot of people, and why they're not satisfied in their current jobs because they get that burnout from doing kind of the same thing, almost assembly line type of work, um, you know, instead of doing something that's exciting, you know, or something that changes where they're like, oh, well, every note I took last week is now useless. Okay, let's start. <laughs> <doing that." laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, if people, if there's anyone that, yeah, if, if they're looking for, you know, some a little bit more spice in the industry that they're working in terms of it always evolving, I mean, marketing is a, a really one to, to look at. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I, I'd never even really thought of it that way as far as from a marketing perspective until we start talking about this, because I was like, well, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm sure they got to keep up with trends, but, you know, thinking about putting the algorithm into that as well. It's like, oh yeah, like yeah, do that every week, every couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, each, for sure, for each, sure. Each industry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's not also just, you know, the algorithm changes too, but also, you know, the platforms that are coming out, you know, because obviously, you know, Facebook and Instagram are kind of like the big players. But, you know, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, are they still going to be the big ones? Who knows, right? I, you know, I, I can't look into the future. But when you just look at all the platforms that have already come and gone, you know, you know, it's going to change in the future. There's gonna be some more some other platform out there that doesn't exist yet. Uh, but, you know, in 20, 30 years, you know, it's, it's going to be huge. Uh, and so that, you know, that's just another aspect of um, the industry that's always changing for sure oh yeah yeah i mean absolutely and and you know it's all up in the air because i mean people used to think that myspace wasn't going anywhere and they'd turn their nose up at the idea of using facebook <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and uh look where we are now uh, myspace is for uh, musicians and uh and uh, uh soliciting ad soliciting for like spam really uh, i was signed up for it for a little bit trying to you know put my podcast out there and i just got tons of emails i had to shut it down <laughs> because i was like okay i need I, if somebody actually emails me i'll never find it in this mess so so yeah 
So I actually generally didn't even realize that MySpace was still around until you said that right now. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah, they are still around. They're a music platform, basically like a, like a front door where you can like listen to people's music. You can actually upload your MP3s and stuff. So it's, it's actually still out there. Um, I was, I was, somebody mentioned MySpace and kind of on a dare, I decided to create a MySpace account again. And that's how I ended up, uh, Interesting. So, w- would you say that at this point it's kind of more um, similar to like Spotify or something like that? Yeah, it's kind of like um, yeah, Spotify, but like for people who haven't quite made it yet, like indie artists mostly. Whereas, really, I think most of the indie artists are going to YouTube because they can mm-hmm. put out their videos and stuff, and and that whole market's really growing for musicians. Uh, MySpace is kind of, I guess, the non-video version of that <laughs> okay interesting interesting yeah I, I feel like that's that's a huge uphill battle because yeah that's actually the first thing that came to my mind like if i was trying to upload my music somewhere um you know i'd probably go to youtube first <laughs> right yeah absolutely and and that and that's where a lot of people go as a matter of fact a lot of my favorite musicians um i actually discovered on youtube long before they ever got popular and had cds so you know it's definitely a good place to find uh musicians for sure um but yeah so so um you know as far as uh as far as um you know just kind of wrap this up here uh as far as ways people can get in touch with you and engage you uh, learn more about your company and what you're doing um and and how to you know start marketing themselves what's the best ways to find you like online Sure. So yeah, so there's several ways. So you can just, first of all, you can just simply visit my website, which is just my name. So alvaroberrios.com. Uh, but I'm also active on Instagram and LinkedIn. My handle is at I'm Alvaro Berrios. Uh, and I'm also active on LinkedIn as well. Um, just look for my name, Alvaro Berrios, and I should pop up. And uh, on all three platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, uh, I post weekly videos uh, that revolve around marketing. Uh, and so you can learn from that uh, there as well. Um, and then every once in a while not too frequently but every once in a while i do post a blog post on my website um and so they can check those out as well to learn more about marketing fantastic fantastic well thank you so much man for coming on the show i really appreciate it and of course i'll have all your links in the uh in the show notes and everything and uh you know it's been really good talking with you and, and you know definitely uh, have to do this again sometime or keep in touch. I might have to get some help with uh, marketing my books and stuff from you. If, if, <laughs> or if you can recommend somebody, if that's not your, not your uh, speed there, but uh, yeah, for sure. Thank you man, for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Oh. Get ready for the free global app that works for you. Work app is set to revolutionize the way people connect in their personal and professional lives. Finally, there's a one-stop shop to help you post jobs or gain employment. Would you like your very own digital shop without any fees or charges? A global messaging service. And you can also post all types of events and courses, and you can buy, sell, or rent any items you wish. WorkApp is a global platform that helps you find what you need, when you need it, without any costs or delays. So, sign up for this exciting new service today. WorkApp works for you.